What's up, Jets fans, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jets Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, my PIC. I was watching Role Models today. Uh, Connor, <laughs> Connor Sharon. Connor, how we doing? I'm good, Jesse. We got another win. I guess not much to complain about. Got no, no, no. Nothing to complain about. This was a, this was, we wanted this. Winning cures all. Winning cures all. Just remember that. This That's was like all that a, matters. Winning cures all. This was like a, one of those rare, this is one of those rare um, weeks where like we're bad, but we wanted to win. Cause last week I declared this, this was a, this was a must win. And, and we won. We won. Um, it we wasn't did. pretty. It wasn't pretty by any means. Right. Uh, there was, the, there was a lot of, of panicking going on. <laughs> Just a little but, bit. <laughs> but, but, uh, but it was, it was an important, it was an important win that we needed to have. And because of that, uh, you know, we needed to have on somebody that, you know, we've, we've had on post victory before this season. He's our good luck charm. Uh, Jared. Oh my gosh. On Twitter, Jared. Thank you so much for coming on. I still can't pronounce your last name. Gossuli? Gossel. You pronounced it like every single one of my teachers from kindergarten through like ninth grade. <laughs> so, right, on, right on par with league average. I've known you for like two years now, and I still, I still can't get it. So it's okay. All right. Uh, Jared, thanks so much for coming on, man. This is uh, always a pleasure having you. And we have a lot to talk about today. But first, of, first and foremost, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it, it's great. It's, I, I, I'm someone who doesn't love their birthday, but it's great to have one, especially on a victory Tuesday, not just a victory Monday, but a victory Tuesday. And we'll talk about why it's a victory Tuesday, because last night was certainly something special for all of us. Oh, it's been a, uh, it, Michael Nani, I think tweeted it out. It's been a pretty damn good week for to, to be a Jet fan. Jets you know won, Panthers lost, Seahawks lost. We're starting with the we're starting with the Seahawks today. <laughs> we're starting with the Seahawks today. <laughs> Fist pumps from everybody. Tomorrow um, slander hours. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm gonna start with this. The Seahawks are fucking horrible, man. Awful. <laughs> They're so bad. They're awful and this team. is I have never had so much fun rooting against a team outside of the AFC East in my entire life. <laughs> it is it has been an absolute joy watching every single Seahawks game this season and just watching them be horrible. And, and, and it's 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 not just been bad. It's been fun bad to the point where like we got into, we, we got like multiple Geno Smith weeks. You know, we've had a night where DK Metcalf got targeted one time, which was last night. Um, and they're fucking three and eight. They are currently picking before the jets and you know what that means the jets are picking before the jets yeah i said before we started recording uh my new benchmark for success this season is the seahawks pick coming before the jets pick if that happens honestly joe douglas's sins like the past 18 months might be washed away like that's just unbelievable luck in some way it never happens to the jets and buddy that would be uh in the words of certain strong safety just love just all love just love just baby. all love. Just love did he um <laughs> did he post a uh a picture of him with that interception did he uh did he do that this week did he get an interception last night he did yeah. it was it was a tip right his arms oh i i didn't really watch too much of the game last night 
but uh, good for you. That was you made the right choice. That was a so, hor- horrible football. So he game. already had, so he has double the amount of interceptions that he had in his entire time with the Jets. He has basically. never had. This is his first time. I think this is his fifth season. This is the first time in his career he's had more than one interception in a season. Wow. He actually just he actually just passed Vince Wilfork um, on the all time. <laughs> that's, that's not a, that's not even me being mean. That's a real joke. That's a real <laughs> thing that happened last night. That's that is very real. Um, so I mean, I, I think that uh, I think that all Jets fans are just very happy with how this is how this has gone so far with the Seahawks. And I think I can speak for all of us that we are all very excited about how this is going. Um, we, if you take a look at their schedule, though, they have a couple more wins on that schedule. I, I don't as fun as this current draft order is where the Jets pick twice and the Giants pick twice and the Eagles pick twice all in the last 10, like the, like the, the what that that's six straight picks. So I guess it's four uh, picks, four through 10. Or five, yeah. four, four five through, through 10, ten, five through five ten. Through ten. Yeah. Yeah. Five through 10 are all on uh, the Jersey turnpike. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to end that way. And no, that's no fine. Way. That's fine. Uh, like, listen, they have the 49ers next week. That's a loss. Then they have at the Texans. Probably a loss. I mean, probably a win. Sorry. Probably a yeah, win. Yeah, probably a win. Um, but it, it could be a loss. I mean, Listen, they're bad, and I mean, anything can happen. I mean, they beat the Titans. They almost we beat them. Like I don't know. Like it, it, the the, te- the Texans are just weird. With 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 Todd Ta- with, with Taylor, like I just don't know. Like one week they could be good, one week like I wouldn't say good, but one week they could be like competent, and the next week yeah. they could be the Texans. Tyler um, Taylor is like a very interesting player because like he dropped those two touchdown passes he had on Sunday were like dimes. And then, like, he'll do nothing the rest of the game. Literally he'll two do... best throws I've seen all year from any yeah. quarter. And then he had that, like, run, like, that one run, which I'm pretty sure was the Texans' longest run of the game for, like, 30 yards. And then the rest of it's just, like, baffling. I just, like, I, I'll, I'll never understand Tyrod Taylor. And they said, like, three times throughout that game, which is true, that he's probably had, like, some of the worst injury luck in the NFL. I mean, like... Oh, my God. The punctured lung with the Yeah, Chargers. he got his lung punctured by, like, a Chargers trainer. Like, that's not... <laughs> that's, that's legitimately just not his fault. Like, just, like, the most ridiculous thing ever. And then because of that, like, Herbert comes in and takes his job. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Um. All right, so they have... All right, so they'll probably lose to the 49ers. They'll probably beat the Texans. They're going to lose to the Rams. Um. Then they have the Bears. And if Justin Fields plays, maybe that's an L. The Lions... That could be an L. It I honestly mean, could. It honestly it could. could. Jesse, they Jesse, play, you, they, play, Jesse, they play everybody hard. Jesse, you sound like the exact opposite of me after I came on and the, after the Titans win and I said I could see us going 10 and 7. You sound, <laughs> you see, this is the exact opposite of what that sounds like. You're doing the exact opposite to the Seahawks. And also, by the way, we're talking about the Niners without Debo Samuel. So let's like. True. But I, yeah, they, uh, still, still, still. <laughs> if this makes any sense, the Niners or not the Niners, the Seahawks are the most Jets team currently at the moment that aren't the Jets. And it's very it would be very Jets to go, you know, to end the season on a three game win streak. So let's not let's not break any kiboshes. Let's not make too many predictions. I, I was personal personally last night was gonna be the night that I unblocked Jamal on Twitter. I decided, <laughs> oh, we gotta keep the juju going for at least six more games, then we're golden. 
So I, it's also a weird season. I feel like this year there have been way more weird results than any year in the last like five or six oh, years. The league, yeah. the, the league is very drunk this year, and yeah. there's like no good teams in the NFC at all. And um, not to mention, like, there's not like Jesse. We were kind of talking about it before in the Gotham Slack that who like the MVP is going to be this year, and none like not gonna I, lie. This could this could be a year where a quarterback just doesn't win an MVP because Jonathan Taylor is playing like he deserves the MVP. I, Guys yeah. got 14 touchdowns, almost 1,400 yards from scrimmage already. Like, and there's six games left. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like he's playing like out of his mind, and no quarterback's really running away with it right now. So I I can't think of a single quarterback who deserves it. Honestly, I mean, right. like you look at like the, I mean. Rodgers, I guess. Like, do they I just give it to him, do they just give it to him again because they're like the best team in the league? Like, Arizona's nine and two, but Kyler hasn't played in like five, four or five weeks, right? Right. Um, who, who also uh, Seattle finishes the season against them, so that they're ending the season on an L, which is mm. great. Um, like if you go through all the teams, um, let's see, you go through the teams. Josh Allen, no, nah, no one on the Dolphins. No one on the Patriots is going to win the MVP. Certainly no one on the Jets. Uh, not Dak. Uh, Maybe Brady. Certainly not Daniel Jones. Not Hurts. Although if Hurts beat the Giants and then they kept on winning and made the playoffs, he would have maybe been in the conversation and gotten a vote or two. But no. Uh, not Heineke. Uh, not Lamar. Not Burrow. Not Baker. Not Ben. No one. No one. Uh, like. Like they're like in the a NFC North, it'd just be Rodgers, uh, Jonathan Taylor with the Colts in that division, um, Brady, I guess, in the yeah. South, uh, Derek Carr, maybe, and like Mahomes, but like probably not Mahomes, but like Derek Carr leads the league in passing right now, very low key. Um, nobody in Arizona, nobody. Nobody in in L.A. Uh, maybe Debo would have been like a guy you could vote for if he didn't get hurt, but probably not. And certainly no one on Seattle. So, like, it kind of feels like Rodgers, but it feels That's like it's by default. Yeah, but or so it's just, it'll like, be it like it'll feels like, like it's like uh, when was the last time? I feel like I looked this up today. The last it was time probably Adrian Peterson. I think you're right. I don't know. Well, yeah, is, the, is there the possibility a defensive yeah. player MVP this year? Is well, there? Is there like a thing I could look up like MVP? Oh yeah, you know what? MVP, NFL MVP odds. Yeah, the I'd last the last non QB winner was AP in 2012. All right, odds shark. Yeah, and then before that it was um, let's say 2012, and then before that was Lenny and Tomlinson right. in 2006. So, All right, not Odd Shark. And Sean uh, Alexander for that. <laughs> I would have honestly, I would have honestly said, had he like continued that crazy streak from earlier in the year, like you could throw, you could throw Diggs in the MVP conversation. Had like, yeah, had Cowboys been still like dominant and Diggs was still ripping off, you know, an interception a game pace, like I would have, I would have thrown him in the MVP conversation. It's not even a year where you could say Aaron Donald. All right. I know. Here weird. are the uh, here are the odds right now. Uh, Brady is plus two seventy five right now on Fox mm -hmm. Bet. Uh, this is this is updated as of three hours ago. Um, so Tuesday, d November thirtieth. Um, so Brady's plus two seventy five. Uh, let's play, let's make this a game. Who do you think is next? 
I don't I don't care about what you think the odds are. Just who do you think is the next highest odds or best odds? I'll go I'll go Rogers at three twenty five. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I probably would have gone Rogers too. It's Josh Allen at plus four fifty. That doesn't necessarily, doesn't really he's really third and he's sixth in passing yards, third in touchdowns, and tenth in passer rating. Uh, Brady is second in passing yards, first in touch. He's thirty touchdowns already, and there's six games left. He could like throw fifty touchdowns again. Um, he's forty fucking four years old and sixth in passer rating. Next is Rodgers at plus seven hundred, ninth in passing yards, sixth in touchdowns, second in passer rating, and then. Mahomes, Dak, Kyler, Jonathan Taylor is plus sixteen hundred. Lamar Jackson, it's crazy. And, and Herbert, I love Jonathan Taylor's odds, but yeah, it yeah. like feels like like it, if he's not like top three at this point with like what he's doing, it's it just, just feels so weird. That's like I wonder what Derek like Henry's a, odds were. I wonder what uh, yeah. Derek's odds were before he went down. Derek Henry. Broke the rushing record last year and did not receive a single MVP vote. So it's so uh, the last time the and it used to be a lot more not just quarterbacks. Like the '90s had like a couple running backs and stuff like that. The last defensive player to win the MVP was Lawrence Taylor in '86. Honestly, I, I honestly I just want the MVP voters to come out and just be like straight up MLB Hall of Fame voters and just be like, uh, on principle, I'm not voting for anyone this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, by the way, that guy who like posted that, like, yeah, you know, I'm submitting my ballot and no one's getting a vote. Disgusting. Yep. I saw <laughs> someone vote for, I saw someone um, submit a ballot. They voted for like all the hall, like all the PED guys and they left bonds off and they put Todd Helton instead. <sighs> Pro baseball writers are the biggest like gassy farts of humans that exist on this planet. That's a it's perfect, like- that's a perfect way. Did you just come up with that? Gassy farts. Just like I, feel like I feel like I've heard like that term used about baseball writers before. They just they're the reason that baseball is like not is stuck in like the 1970s. It's their fault. Like they refuse to grow and try to like advance the sport. There's a reason that the NBA is so successful on like social media. And they're like, the NBA fully. They, I'm also going to give Rob, Rob Manfred and Bud Selig some blame as well on that front because yeah. um, yeah, sure. you know Rob Manfred that report came out today. Baseball on a Jets podcast, folks. Uh, <laughs> Rob Manfred, that whole uh, how they like used two different balls last year, that report that came out in Business Insider today. And he was like, yeah, like give the lighter balls to like the big marquee matchups. But like if it's like Seattle, Arizona, like just, you know, give them like the heavy ball. No one can, no one will blink an eye. That's what he said. No one will blink an eye. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, holy shit, man. That's horrible. That's horrible. All it's, right. Back to, yeah. back to football. Back to back football. To, um, yeah, so I don't think that Taylor has a shot, unfortunately, but what he's doing is very fun. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think that, uh, going back after the sidebar that we just had, um, Seattle's <laughs> fucking Seattle horrible stinks. and this has been a lot of fun running against them. All right. To the jets. Um, the jets won a football game folks, and that doesn't happen very often. This was a fucking disgusting football game for the most part. Um, <laughs> But honestly, it was can, also, I, can I say something? Yes. It yes. honestly wasn't that disgusting. That that's there where was, I was gonna go. There was, was there was one player on the Jets who I was legitimately like gross watching, and I think we all know who that was. 
And Jesse, I mean, just judging from like your timeline and my timeline on Sunday, it was like, I don't even know how to, like, what, how to say, like what, what we were all feeling about the way, way Wilson was playing. It was just like, I was literally yelling to myself in my apartment alone, like a maniac, just being like, you had four fucking weeks to figure this shit out. And you couldn't, and he couldn't do it. And he, and he still like, just can't do it. And uh, so it's, 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 it hurts. Jared, you're about to say something. I th- look, I think it's abundantly clear that he's not healthy. That he, not not healthy. That he's not 100. percent You could see on the first possession. I think like I think uh, Ledger Dujable tweeted about it also. But it looked like he was limping on the first possession. Like they uh-huh. zoomed in on him at one point. It, it, I really do not think he was coming into that game fully healthy. And he admitted it after the game that he wasn't uh-huh. healthy, but that he was healthy enough to play. Which I respect him. Look, I respect him doing, and you uh-huh. know, maybe this will help sort of ease him back into you know into the rest of the the home stretch. Um, he doesn't look good. I think people are confusing that with that. That means he can't be good. Uh-huh. I, I think I think the overreaction is absolutely crazy. He's not playing well. He's I, by no stretch a good quarterback right now. But that's not indicative of the quarterback that he can become look he throw he, he has another 15 yards and a touchdown if if ryan griffin is a capable nfl tight end um oh. he he missed some easy throws that again it's frustrating to see him miss the easy yeah, throws. the it's man seventh game the man can't throw the football in the flat and that's definitely very frustrating i have th- this is um i'm gonna preface preface this with this this is going to be one of my more nuanced Jets takes. <laughs> All right. And take that as you will. I think that the criticism that we were giving him on Sunday was well warranted. However, we need to keep a couple of things in mind. Coming back from an injury after a couple of weeks, there's going to be rust. There just is. You know, practice speed is not game speed. It just right. isn't. And he's a rookie. And he struggled coming in, he struggled before the injury. So the expectation that a lot of Jets fans had was, all right, four weeks, you know, we saw Sam Darnold do this his rookie year and he came out firing and he looked great. Um, not every quarterback's the same, guys. They just aren't. Not everybody's had the same experiences. Not everybody has the same mental makeup. Not everybody has the same physical tools. I think that what we saw in the second half from Zach was encouraging. Um, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but it was visible. Like we could, you could visibly see that he had settled down. His footwork improved. He was making better decisions. It just, he was hitting receivers, you know, it was just a much, much better. You did, was doing, a, he did, he did a much, much better job in the second half. Quarterback struggle coming off injury. It happens all the time. We're watching. We just talked about the Seahawks and how horrible they are. Russell Wilson has looked horrible. This is a future Hall of Famer in all likelihood who has looked horrible coming off of injury, right? Aaron Rodgers struggled coming off of injury. Plenty of quarterbacks struggle coming off of injury. So there's six games left. There's a lot of football left to play or five games left. However many there are, right? There are six games left, mm-hmm. right? Zach Wilson has... Six games left, and they are against the following teams. The Eagles and the Saints, both games at home. Both teams struggling right now. The Dolphins on the road. 
bad football team. The Jaguars at home, bad football team. And then they end the season against the Bucks and the Bills at home and on the road. All right. You have four weeks to get your shit together, Zach. You have four weeks to steadily improve. All right. We're not asking you to become Aaron Rodgers as everybody like that. That's something we're going to get into in, in a second because our, our boy DJ was screaming to the heavens. To, to, he was fighting. He was, he was fighting the timeline last night. He was, it wasn't was. just that it wasn't just, no, that was a separate one. That was, that was about air. Um, that was about oh, yes, Jamal yes, Adams. Yes, yes, yes. That was about Jamal right, Adams, sir. which, we'll, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, actually, you know what? No, we, we already talked about him. We don't need to give blitz boy any more airtime. No, um, you're right. But he was fighting tooth and nail about Zach Wilson's ceiling. Um, and I think that, you know, listen, we bring up DJ a lot because, he, well, one, he came on our pod and he was really a great guest. But two, is because he covers the team. And he's he's one of the more active beat writers on Twitter, right? Him and Connor Hughes are the two most active beat writers on Twitter. And then you have the old heads like Kaz and, and uh, Samini who just, you know, post during game days and give, like, updates here and there. But, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, Hughes and, and DJ interact with fans. A lot. And it's really great because, you, you know, like that, that's the sign of a good beat writer. You know, they are generally interested in what their audience has to say. Um, and we're part of that audience. So that's why I bring those guys up all the time. They're, they're, the, the argument that was being had is what's what's Zach Wilson's ceiling? And a lot of fans and a lot of scouts and a lot of professional like footballers, right? people who just football is their livelihood were making the comparison before this season started his draft profile. It was Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, right? Guys who are great off platform, who can make things happen, who can flick of the wrist and throw it 60 yards. And that's what we saw at Zach Wilson's pro day and him at BYU. I think it's a little bit. I I think I'm I'm with DJ on this one. I think it's a little bit unfair to compare Zach Wilson to those guys. It is because yeah. those guys, yes, he may exhibit some of the the physical tools. But what Jets fans are doing right now is they're like they have this idea in their head that like the comp is the law, right? You like see like a couple of the things that the guy can do, and you're like, all right, why? Why can't he be like Rodgers and Mahomes and, and Stafford one day? Why can't that be possible? That is what happens when, like, those three, two of those three, most likely, maybe three of those three, are going to be going to the Hall of Fame, right? Those are – the Rodgers and Mahomes have the best arm talent in the history of the league. Maybe Dan Marino's up there with them, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody can sling the football like those guys. What they do on a week-to-week basis – like, this past week, Rodgers hit Devontae. He was literally like falling backwards and threw it like 40 yards down the field on a dime to Devontae Adams. It was insane. And he does this every single week. And we don't even need to discuss what Mahomes does every single week. The no-look throws and the bombs to Tyree Kill and Mecole Hardman. It's ridiculous. Jets fans need to take this out of their head. Get it out of your brain. There is zero reason to be doing this to yourself. You're placing unfair expectations on the quarterback that's on the Jets, Zach Wilson, and you're putting this inflated image of him in your head and holding to him to these ridiculous standards when in reality he's a rookie quarterback on a subpar football team that you know definitely better than it was last year right I think we can all agree that this team is is better than it was last year it's not great 
But I mean, last year was like the worst football team I've ever watched in my entire life. But we need to stop with these unfair comparisons. You know, if you want to, and, and it wasn't just the comparisons, it was the ceiling, right? Sure. A couple of the things that Zach Wilson is capable of doing are comparable to Mahomes and Rodgers. That doesn't mean that his ceiling is Mahomes and Rodgers, okay? Just because he can throw a football like them doesn't mean that he has the mental makeup, the the ability to dissect a, dissect a defense, to, to see a play before it happens. There's so much more than just arm talent when it comes to being a quarterback, all right? And I just think it's 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 time we stop making that comparison, all right? I, I saw one that, you know, I didn't hate, Derek Carr. Yes, that was what I was saying. And you, you literally just said he leads the league in passing yards right now. Right. And, and, and anyone, fans and, were, like, and, taking offense to that. Like, Yeah, it's like we're not calling him his brother. We're not calling him David Carr, another quarterback that was ruined by his franchise. Like, Derek Carr would have won the MVP if he didn't fuck up his back. Right? right, he was unbelievable. He's had multiple seasons with over a seventy percent completion percentage. He's yeah, the NFL in passing this year. People, it, Derek Carr is like kind of like that player, and it applies to coaches too. That people confuse what people say on like Twitter and social media as what he that what that person's actually like. It's like Derek Carr makes like a mistake or something like that, and it gets blown up on Twitter, and that's the perception everyone has of that player in their head all the right. time. I mean, it's that's like, Derek Carr is actually what, a pretty solid quarterback. And if Zach Wilson got to Derek, the Derek Carr level and the rest of, you know, the team is good around him, that's a team that can win the Super Bowl. Right. That, I mean, that happened to Zach Wilson this week where that flick, that flick interception was yeah. absolutely horrible, was his fault. But if you actually, like, pause the video and look at it, when he let go of the ball, Ty Johnson was looking at him. And then he just turned around and the ball, I mean, it was a bad decision. It was third and 17 and you don't, do that. You just don't. Right. You, either you either you get out of the pocket and you throw it away, or you just fucking slide and you punt, right? And this is something that this is something that Jets coaches and Jets and Jets media has been harping on, right? Play boring football, and it doesn't necessarily need to be boring football, as Wilson said himself. It needs to be good football, the way it's supposed to be played, right? It doesn't need to be boring. You just need to make the right decisions. That was a bad decision. He's well aware of that, folks. He definitely knows as soon as he got off the off the field, he's like, shit, I definitely shouldn't have done that. He's a rookie. He's very young. He's played six games, seven games most. Like, how many games? He played against the Texans. He got hurt against the Patriots, so he played half against the Patriots. He's Patriots missed, that one, four, two, five, he's missed that, four games. I think he's, he's, he's played, played like six, six. He's played like six and a half games, right? Everybody needs to relax. There are certainly things that we should be concerned about with him. It doesn't mean you got to say, all right, he's a bust. It's over. It's over. Now, right. I'm still going to get those jokes off, folks. <laughs> I'm still going exactly. to exactly. call him Josh Rosen when he looks like Josh Rosen. All right? <laughs> look, to be honest, none of the rookie quarterbacks look that great. Every single one of them has had moments. I don't think there's a single one. Like Trevor Lawrence has been the there's best one. by there's default. One. There's no, no, I disagree. There's only been one that's been good. It's been Mac Jones. It it's been Mac me. Jones. It kills yeah. me to say it. It kills me to yeah. say it. I, Mac Jones just feels like a three-year veteran to me. I think that's why I just mentally leave him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been in the he's league forever. Like, that. like he's that's, playing like that because he, yeah. is, he has the greatest coach of all time and, helping him out there, you know, and, and it's I'm, really fucking annoying that that's 
that's what's happening. I'm done. I'm done. I'm also done with the whole dink and dunk thing. He led the NFL in air yards in November. Yeah, okay. He, I, like he's, he's he's progressed past that. He's, he's a good quarterback. We he's a quarterback. Good. He's just he's good. good. He doesn't make mistakes. He 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 just plays within himself. He's good. The Patriots are gonna be the one seed after this week. Like they're they're back. They're back. You know and what? one bad year. And, and you know what? And you know what? They had one bad year. And you know what? Even if they even if they make the play, they're gonna make the playoffs and they could easily be the one seed. And Mac Jones may not play a road game until the Super Bowl. Okay. But I still like this is this is still very different from Tom Brady, folks. Okay. There's a difference between the existential dread that you felt when the Patriots came to town because of Tom Brady to and, and Bill Belichick together to just, you know, now it's just, all right, the Patriots are coming to town. Belichick's bringing his crew. And Mac Jones just happens to be the quarterback who's playing well. Listen, this has happened for 20, 23 years now, 22 years, 20, no, 21 years. It's been 20, 20, something like that, right? Right. And, but, and he's not playing team. Yeah, a good thing to remember is that Mac Jones ain't gonna have Bill Belichick for twenty years. Right, that's he true. might have him for ten. He might have him for yeah. ten. Bill, Bill Belichick's the Bill, Bill Belichick. Yeah, but they'll have Steve Belichick. He'll have Steve Belichick. But but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. There's a, like I said, there's a difference between the existential dread of Brady and Belichick coming to town versus just Belichick. Right. 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 But right now, like, I I don't fear. Yet this is this is a yet. I don't fear Mac Jones yet. Not yet. I don't have. I don't feel. I don't feel. And like a Pats fan will listen to this and start cracking up. Be like, God, we like how much real estate do we own in Jets fans' heads that they're talking <laughs> about Mac Jones when the Patriots didn't play the Jets in six weeks. The team that beat the Jets like fifty-four to thirteen or whatever <laughs> that final score was. <laughs> like you guys are still talking about us. <laughs> It gives yeah, them all the energy look, in the world. To, look, to be to be fair though, to be fair to that point, Jesse, I I don't get that feeling with like more than probably three quarterbacks in the league. Like even even Josh Allen doesn't do that to me, and that's really just because he feels like he's always due for a stupid turnover or a bad game. Like it yeah. always like he's playing right on that knife edge, and I think with a good enough team, you can force him into that. We're not there yet, obviously, but. I just th – th there's not that many quarterbacks that do that to me. It's Belichick that does that to me. I need Josh McDaniels in the coaching head seat tomorrow because right. it's just, it's Belichick. He knows how to beat us. He knows how to coach against us no matter how many iterations of the Jets that we give them. I mean, He pulls it, it, out all the stops for the Jets. Doesn't, matter, what, doesn't matter what the Jets record He hates the Jets. Like with – Hates. As much as anyone's ever hated something – in human history, Bill Belichick hates the Jets like that much. It is insanity. <laughs> yeah. But enough about them. Anyway, enough about them. Let's, about, we, we won a football game. Let's talk yeah, about no, our I, my last my last thing about Wilson, I think everyone is piling on him a lot and not doing the like rush to his defense thing like we all did with Darnold, being like, you know, he doesn't have an offensive line, he doesn't have skill position players, because in case he he kind of does have that. But also, I think people just are trying to, like, learn from the Darnold thing and just not give him too much credit off the bat. Like, they just... That's a good point. That's a good point. We're tired. And I, I see a lot of people saying this. It's like, it's been 10 years of this shit. Like, I'm tired. And so people want the immediate results. But we also have to, like, a lot of people have been saying as well, is like, 
and Salah and a couple of the players have been saying this too, just being like, this sort of thing doesn't happen overnight. You have to like look at what we are doing on the field and off the field to see where the progress is. And the Jets might be a three-win team. I, I maybe not on the defense. The only reason the defense played, let's be honest, the only reason the defense played well on Sunday is because they were playing the fucking Texans. Like, let's be honest. They got five sacks because they were playing the Texans. Yeah. And uh, it was good to see, don't get me wrong, it was good to see John Franklin Myers get two sacks and an interception. It was good to see Quinnen and Quincy Williams get a sack. Like, don't get me wrong, but they're not doing that against the Patriots, for example. There's a reason that defense lined up 54 points against the Patriots. Like, it was good to see all those pieces come together. It was good to see, uh, what's his name, Austin Walter decide to yeah, come out. Yeah, that kid had some practice pop. Squad and that he, kid had some pop. Team, Dude, that, that, like, run he had, not for the touchdown, but the run where he set up the goal line, he looked like he shot out of a cannon. He gives him speed. He gives me Leon Washington vibes. Throw him at kick returner. Honestly. Yeah, why he, not? It's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't hate Leon it. Washington, but. Yeah, like, he shot, like, right out of a cannon. And it was, and he's, like, got the feel-good story, too, you know? Why not keep him around until Michael Carter can come back? You know, I'd rather, uh, maybe, again, maybe it's just, just good luck against the Texans, but. And this is not a shot at Tevin Coleman, but I'd rather see him running the ball than Tevin Coleman. <laughs> like, sure, why sure. not? <laughs> so I, I want to bring something up. I feel like there's been a lot of, um, I feel like there's been a lot of disappointment with this season, right? Amongst Jets, Jets fans. Is that, is that, do you guys, do you guys agree with that? They're nodding their heads. Yes, folks. Um, yes. So <laughs> <laughs> remember, they can't see you. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of disappointment th- with this season with the Jets and, you know, a lot of it has been warranted you know, it's, it's been disappointing that Zach got hurt and we missed four, he missed four weeks and we missed out on getting to watch him progress for four of those weeks. And, you know, it's, you never want your rookie quarterback to play, uh, to, to not play, um, if he's already been playing, right. I mean, if you have a confident veteran quarterback that can, you know, teach him the ropes and he can sit and watch for a little bit, that's a different story, but the Jets just decided not to do that this year until like three weeks ago when they brought in Joe Flacco. Um, you know, the defense has been really bad. There were a stretch of, I look at the, every week I do this. I look at the, uh, the win loss call. I look at, I look at like the, the schedule with the scores next to it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we let up 40 points, five straight weeks. Pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You know, 54, 31, 45, 45, like just disgusting. Gross. Um, that's been disappointing. The injuries have been disappointing from the beginning before even the season started with Carl Lawson, you lose Joyner, you lose, you lose a bunch of different players throughout the season. I already talked about Wilson. There's been, there's been warranted disappointment. However, I feel like a lot of Jets fans have also been pretty spot on, including us. Connor, specifically me and you, because, you know, Jared, this is this is our pod and this is we do this every week. And before the season, we made our predictions and we said, you know, five wins, four or five wins, maybe 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 six, depending on how good Wilson is. And if you look at this, like the Jets are on pace for that. The Jets are playing within expectations right now. Mm-hmm. I, why, why are we panicking? Why are why is everyone getting so upset right now? I I. Like I said, I just listed two, two, three specific reasons why Jets fans can be disappointed. But this is a first-year head coach 
This is the youngest team in the NFL. It, were we expecting something different? Really? Like, seriously, like, are, like, what, if you're a Jets fan and you expected this team to win seven, eight games and be in the hunt, which we, we are dying to one day see on a graphic on CBS. Just give me in, that graphic, baby. In, in the hunt. One day we'll see it. But one not, day. Not this year. <laughs> right? I, we would love that. But I feel like the Jets are just who we thought they were going to be. Right. Right? Like, this is this is the team is kind of improved throughout the season. Like certain aspects of the team have improved. The offensive line has been significantly better than we thought it was going to be. The secondary was, I mean, they've had, they've had their down stretches. Um, and I also forgot to mention Marcus may earlier uh, mm-hmm. for injuries, but they've had their down stretches, but a lot of the younger, like Bryce Hall has been a revelation. Uh, Eccles and Michael Carter have been very pleasant surprises, right? This, this, we expected this. Am I, am I like, am I taking crazy pills here or no? Cause like, there's like Jets fans who were like screaming bloody murder on Twitter. Every single I think it's, week. I, I think it's not so much that it's, it's more so how some of the losses happened. We said before the season, it's like, as long as like we were cool with them going five and 12, we were cool with them going six and 11, whatever you want to say. As long as like the majority of those losses were competitive and right. too many of those losses were as bad as you can get. Like that's that's probably what made all of us really as upset right, as we have. Right. Been. But like, but at the same time, like you have wins against the Titans and the Bengals. Yeah. Right. So like that kind of offsets it. Where yes, there were there were losses to the Patriots that were hor and the Bills that were horrible. Right. And the Colts was not a good game, even though you know like Mike White gets hurt, but then every like. Like Josh Johnson, like throws for like 350 passing yards and is looks awesome and leads the Jets on a potential comeback and could have cut it to seven points with an onside kick coming potentially if he didn't throw that tip pick. Um, there have been de- there definitely have been bad losses. That Broncos loss was bad. The, fir- the both Patriots losses were bad. Um, but the other losses, you lose to the Dolphins 24 17. Uh, you lose to the Falcons 27 to 20. Uh, and you lose to the Panthers 19 to 14. Then you also beat the Titans and you beat the Bengals and you beat the Texans. So half of your games have been blowouts and disappointing. And the other half have been either a win or a close loss. And obviously you don't want to get blown out ever, but I feel like there's definitely been some progress on some fronts, right? Jared. Yeah, well, that, that's the perfect, you know, that was exactly what I wanted to talk about is that this season sh- would and should be about progression. And we still have, we still have a third of the season left to go, by the way. And See, I've seen so a lot crazy. of progression. Look, I've seen a lot of progression with this team, you know, whether some people want to see it or not. The rookies all have gotten better throughout the year. Every single one. You can obviously exclude Zach, but he's been hurt for the last four weeks. Um, You know, you could talk about... All, all the people that Joe Douglas brought in this offseason, you know, with the, the Williams brothers shining. I mean, Bryce Hall being trusted to be a top cornerback and really living up to that expectation, exceeding that expectation. Mm-hmm. This kid, the safety that they brought in off the practice squad a couple of weeks ago that's starting for us now, the new 33. I mean. <laughs> By the way, Ashton Davis looking great recently. He had a couple yeah. of bad plays early in the season. Everyone was out on him. I saw Nania tweeting about, like, give this kid a shot. He's been really good the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, and look, the progression of the young kids has made me feel really good about much better about Joe Douglas than I have in the last, you know, for a stretch during the season. And honestly, the the thing that I'm happiest about watching the progression is Robert Saleh and Lafleur. Saleh, yes. yes, Saleh on Monday on Sunday coached a really really good football game. One, it looked like it was going to get bad. He kept his team in it. Two, I love that he was aggressive in the first, at the end of the first half, calling a timeout after the first down went nowhere for the Texans, trying to get the ball back. Didn't matter that the offense was struggling. He wanted to get the ball back and wanted to go score some points. Um, that's a great – that's a winner's mentality right there. Exactly. It's, it's a winner's mentality, and it's – I think Connor Hughes wrote about it where he said it's teaching these guys now how not to lose so that they can learn how to win. And that's a winning mentality. That's what I want out of my coach. Lafleur has looked amazing. Amazing. Right. He's looked like a very. He's looked like the offensive coordinator we thought we might lose after a season because he was going to come in and be so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He's fi- He's found ways to scheme guys open. He's found ways to sort of help fix the holes in the blocking. I mean, yes, it's player progression, but it's also been on the coaching. He's getting production out of the running game almost every single week. Look, and yeah. Out of, out of guys who were just kind of castaways, with the exception of obviously a fourth-round pick in Michael Carter. I mean, every, they almost blocked a punt the other day. When was the last time oh, you saw Oh, my God. They did. They Penny. got a hand on it. They got a hand on it. Kenny. They said, like, they said I think, uh, who, was the, who was the color guy this week? Was it Jay Feely? Feely, yeah. It was, he said it's like if he had just, if, uh, He goes up with two hands instead of one. If he was used, te- used two hands instead of just one, he would have gotten it. And he, again, got, he got a finger on it or whatever, but. And again, we got that because Salah was calling timeouts trying to get the ball back. And we called right. that timeout at the end. We we were all like, I'm not sure why he's calling a timeout because only bad things can happen on a special teams play. But right. at the end of the day, we got that opportunity because he coached aggressively. Right. So it's, right. it's just been really, really good to see that progression, knowing that, look, worst, worst case scenario, Zach isn't the guy. We have a foundation that we can trust. And we haven't had that foundation since since the Rex days, uh, and yeah. even even then, this feels better than then because this is a much younger team. That team is built on a lot of free agents and veterans. This is right. a young team that's growing together and learning to win together. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Especially on the especially really on the offense. I mean, the, well, that's the most exciting thing to be honest. I can live with the defense playing like shit right now. I can live with that, you know. But the offense and guys like Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, ABT. Uh, yeah. Oh, especially. I mean, AVT. That dude. Is we'll talk. I w- I'm gonna bring up the offensive line in a minute. Yeah. So. He's a uh, like those guys. Like we haven't really gotten to see uh, Becton and AVT really like line up next to each other. I mean, soon. Couple weeks. That, the first week in the first week against Carolina, Becton was in there obviously, and AVT was really playing his first game back, like his first game, like because he didn't play yeah, he like any preseason. training camp. Like he missed like all preseason, so. He wasn't very good, but he's only gotten better week to week, and like that showed. Like if you look some of the like some of those, I think the, that Austin Walter run, like you go back and check it. AVT was just like bullying dudes and opening that side of the line for running backs to just kind of go through. I think yeah. I forget who said. It. I think it was DJ saying it's like the offensive line was so good in the running game on Sunday that uh, Robert Sala himself could have started taking runs back there and averaged like four yards a carry. Like, yeah. The offensive, like, they, they just, they, this offensive line needs some love. It does. Uh, everybody, Moses, Font, uh, have been, you know, 
just so solid. Minus you know. GVR, but thankfully that problem like, was taken care of. You, right, you, right. You <laughs> so the, the biggest hole was GVR, Greg Van Roten, and Joe Douglas, who, by the way, quick sidebar going back to what you were just saying, this foundation's in place. Jared, if Zach Wilson isn't the guy, then then he's gone. Joe Douglas is probably not going to be the general. I was going to say, yeah. Um, say. But, you know, I think Sala will stay. Listen, I hope that Joe Douglas stays because I think that he's a good GM. I think that he's he's doing a good job. But if you don't count on the quarterback, you're probably going to lose your job. Anyway. Worst, worst, worst case scenario with that, he has a million picks in the next two years before you realize Zach's not the guy. And the rest of the foundation comes into place. If he can draft everything but a quarterback, then just go and find you a guy who can. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he is just – He's done a good job with his offensive line. McGovern has been good at center. And then Van Roten's replacement, uh, DuVernay Tardif, has been so, so freaking good. Uh, I don't know why a team didn't trade for this guy earlier. He, he's like let up play. He's had like no pressures allowed. Uh, or he had a couple pressures in this first game. He let up no pressures this past week. Uh, and not only that, did you guys see what happened today? Yeah. I know. I know. Like, so, so the Jets claimed Daniel Brown. The Jets claimed Daniel Brown, who the Jets traded for Duvernay Tardif. Uh, so the Jets got a starting guard for free. Uh, just you know, Joe Douglas doing Joe Douglas things. Um, so that was just a nice little, uh, you know, which nice is little... kind of a sign to show you just how bad the Jets' tight end room is right now. But hopefully, that's a problem they can address in the draft. You know? <laughs> draft or, some or free someone agency. In, or I don't know who, what tight ends, yeah, I don't know what tight ends are out there. Free get, get the guy from Dallas, pay him what he wants. Just get the Schultz, guy from Dalton, Dallas. Dalton, Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Dalton Schultz. The the is he's he Jewish the out there. Unless you unless you want to trade for Max Andrews. Is he Jew? Is he Jewish? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but if he is, he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome him with Second Avenue Deli and Katz's and and Katz's and give him a nice. <laughs> Let's see, Daniel uh, SCH, Schultz, Cowboys. It's Dalton Schultz, right? It's Dalton. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. S-C-H-U-L-T-Z, Jewish. Nah, I don't think he's Jewish, folks. Nah, he's not Jewish, but he has a Jewish last name. Um, I actually do want to look this up. NFL Free Agents 2022. And let's see, who could we target? Um, I'm telling you, he's the best name out there. Allen Robinson is going to be a free agent. He's fallen off this year. That's very disappointing. But I think that's more so to do with the Bears being the Bears. really, really bad. Yeah. Um, let's see, all positions. Like, all right, you know what? I don't even need to like, – First of all, Devontae Adams, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he's leaving too. And the Jets should do everything in their power to get him. Um, Chris Godwin will be a free agent, but he'll probably re-sign with Tampa Bay. Every, they should do everything they can to get Chandler Jones. Um, yeah. Go after Brandon Graham. Uh, like These are all unrestricted free agents. Let's see. Are there any tight ends that we would want? other? Than that's, I mean, that's what they, they need. Uh, they need a good blocking tight end more than anything. Ryan Griffin is just like in between like choosing random times to just not catch the football. Like I would, Mo- 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 Cox. Moelle Cox do, is a, would be a block, good so. Moelle Cox would be a good would be a good pickup. He's a good blocking tight end. Like it's yeah. it's well, Ertz. 
Urge, okay. Jimmy Graham, Gronk, CJ Ozama, Ebron, Everett, Jared Cook, Max Williams, Mo Ali Cox, Robert Tanyan, who's coming off a torn ACL, Anthony Fersker, who I have no interest in, OJ Howard, and Evan, Evan Ingram. Um, yeah, I like, so, I like Mo Ali Cox. I think I, I could be. see I could see Mo Ali Cox being a Jet. Um, yeah. That that he feels like a a, a Joe Douglas guy because he doesn't like catch a lot of touchdowns for the Colts. They have uh, what's his face? Um, who's their tight end? Doyle. Do- Jack Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Their long line of of white tight ends that all sound like <laughs> the exact same thing. Um, a Madden creator player. Yeah. Jack Doyle. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Doyle. Dallas Clark. They had um. Who was that white wide receiver they had that had a million concussions? Gonzalez. No, 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 no. What's what was his name? Austin Collie. Oh <laughs> yeah. He wasn't a tight end, right. but you know he's a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you what? You Ben Affleck. Yeah. You Ben Affleck. <laughs> like I said, I watched that movie today. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I think that um, the offensive line is just. I mean, it's a combination of. Great play calling from LaFleur. Great blocking. Solid running backs that the Jets have, have, you know, like Ty Johnson can rip off some chunks every now and then. Um, although, like, I have a love-hate relationship with him. Uh, and then, I mean, when Michael Carter comes, Michael Carter is the is RB1. He's going to be the Got starting be, yeah. back for the Jets for the next three to three to five years. Um, and He's out was, for the next three weeks? They put him on IR? Two, two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah, that included this past week. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that the, we, 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 need, uh, we needed to show the offensive line right there some love. Uh, they deserve it. And they have four, you know, interesting matchups coming up. Uh, the, the overall matchups, like, jet, like team-wise, like the Jets can definitely win any of these games, wh- whether they do. It's a completely different discussion, but they're capable of winning the next four games against the Eagle Saints, Dolphins, and Jags. Um, but there's also these are also front sevens that are all good, right. right? You know, the Eagles front seven, good. Saints like you you have to deal with it, like you have to deal with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Um, for the Eagles, you have to deal with Cameron uh, Cam Jordan. Zach Wilson's uh, gonna have to deal with Darius Slay next week too. Yeah, and then that the makes, Dolphins. That makes are, me nervous. I'm, I'm, I, the Dolphins and their blitz happy defense. That's yeah. gonna be a huge. That's challenge gonna be bad. Zach. And I'm, I'm, that I'm looking forward bad. to seeing how he handles that because you know he has two, two opponents coming up: the Saints and the Eagles that have solid defenses. You know, they're they're solid teams. They're not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, they're not gonna make the playoffs. I don't think either of those teams are. Well, the Eagles have a chance because of how bad the end. The NFC is, but I don't think the Saints with their quarterback situation. Um, like I think the, the Jets are licking their chops to get to play Trevor Simeon. Uh, yeah, but all these teams. I mean, and then you have the Bucks and the Bills. Like all these teams coming up have really good front sevens that are going to be really tough for Zach to play against. And this is going to be a really, really good challenge. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he how he handles it. My expectations are low. Um. But that's kind of just comes to the territory when you struggle like you have. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jared. I was just gonna, I was going to say, look, view it like I I view it like I view my dating life. Expectations low, hopes high. Like <laughs> that's just that's just the L.A. Look, boy. 
that's, that's just what it, that's just what it's got to be. Yeah, I'm an, I'm a New York six in LA too. Um, <laughs> that was really that was really that was unnecessarily mean to myself. I don't know why I just did that. Jesus Christ! I don't, I, do you guys uh, <laughs> you guys ever watch? Do you guys ever watch Thirty Rock? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, uh, when Jenna gets off like the plane in LA and she she like sees every single person in the airport is like a ten out of ten like blonde and she's just immediately just like nope and just walks right back on the plane to go back to new york <laughs> like that's how i feel if i ever got off the, if i ever get, like went to la and just like walked down the street and be like nope all right we're good Jared, you know what <laughs> no you may be in la too most days but today you're in you're in la 10 because it's your birthday so exactly i love Damn that right. energy i love i love that energy thanks for <laughs> thanks for also not correcting me and just sticking with the la too i really appreciate that Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you want to talk Dame Brugler draft? <laughs> <laughs> Any plans for your birthday tonight? Um, no, I'm going to get me a nice big fat burrito. Um, and then probably st- maybe stick a candle in it. Uh, oh. <laughs> let's go. Get really fancy, but can't get, can't get, can't do too much on a Tuesday. Unfortunately. Get super stoned and you eat your burrito and you blow out your candle, and you cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> no, no different from any other day with the exception yeah. of the candle. <laughs> candle in the mix. Uh, do we want to talk about this Eagles game? Because I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm really excited for this game. I'll be excited. I just need to say that I really hope the Jets go into this game with a new kicker. Yeah. I, can't, I can't watch Matt Amendola. can't do the Amendola show. He... he, he it, it, Anything, Make more punter. Cut yeah. Brand. Cut, Anything cut more Brand. than 35 no. yards? I say no. It's You're like going to keep Brandon, man. He's a, nice, he's a nice guy who deserves to stay on the team. <laughs> he had a few but, bad punts. That's all I have to say about it. Not going to lie. That one punt was like 27 yards. But it, was it was rough. He's coming back from injury. Coming back from injury. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He, I think he had a boomer week one before he got hurt. Yeah, and I think I think the Jets will go into Sunday with a different kicker because it was pretty clear. I mean, even the announcers were saying it. It's like Robert Sala has no faith in his kicker right now. That was the reason he went for it on like fourth and three. He trusted, towards the he end trusted of the game. a quarterback. He trusted a quarterback with 150 yards in the fourth <laughs> over over his field goal kicker from 37. Like that yeah. tells you need to know. Yeah, and the Jets uh, have another kicker on the roster. I think they signed a guy last week. I'm pretty sure. I have yeah. a question. I have a fun question for you guys. How high? Would you draft the San Diego State punter, who is just is like the best punter in the history of football? <laughs> we do have two top five picks right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. How, you know? oh, get, how often can you get a player that improves an entire unit in the top five? Very how, rarely if it's a not court if it's a non quarterback. It's true. I think it was Trill Trill Withers, Tyler I am on Twitter saying that he he would take punters in like the middle rounds because of like I mean they do provide a ton of value. We're not gonna if you, like, get, if you get a Ray guy, you're set. If you get yeah. a, if you get a Johnny Hecker, you're set. Like Southern for, Southern Miss alum. Southern Miss alum Ray guy. <laughs> you don't do, look you don't you don't do it when you finish five and twelve or whatever, but like no. If we were right on the borderline, if we were right on the borderline, I'd say let the young guys develop. Let's just take a punter in the third round and let's just see where that takes us. <laughs> after honestly, though, when it comes to when it comes to the draft now, after watching some of that Michigan Ohio State game, if he falls to us, I want Aiden Hutchinson, man. So give me, give me Aiden Hutchinson lining up opposite, opposite Carl Lawson, and let's fucking go. <laughs> so, 
Either him or Kayvon Thibodeau. Either one well, of them. If, if Thibodeau fell, I mean, I feel like that's well, a no-brainer. There, but. I, mean, I mean, I think that Hutchinson may go before Thibodeau. Like he might. I, people were saying that on Saturday. So yeah. That. Well, so that now, now that we're talking. Stuff. Now that we're talking draft, can I ask what would you, what would you got hypothetically if we had the fourth and pick fifth pick, where would you go? You don't even have to give specific players, but would you go like defense, 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 offense, offense, offense? I'm I playing. Uh, defense, defense. Probably defense, defense. Yeah. It'd probably be the, a pass rusher and a cornerback. Um, yeah. or like Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, who's going to be unbelievable. Uh, although I don't know how much I love taking a safety in the top five again. Um, or, or like a linebacker, just, a guy to line up, uh, got to line up, uh, next to CJ Mosley. He's, he's just way better though than, um, than Jamal Adams is like, he's right. an actual like free safety who can like do everything. Um, that like I think it was that Cincinnati game. He like went from like one side of the field to the other and had a ridiculous interception. Um, you mentioned linebacker. Uh, I am not team take a linebacker in the top ten uh, unless you're drafting Ray Lewis. But I or think, Micah Parsons or Micah Micah Parsons. Micah, Micah Parsons making a case for defensive players. Micah here. Parsons was different though. Micah Parsons was like really different coming into the draft. I, yeah. I, I, at least I thought I would. I I said last year if we didn't have so many holes on the roster, especially a quarterback, we should take Parsons. Mike is my yeah. boy. Penn State I was guy. Say, Penn State guy. Yeah. I mean, look, look at it. The, look at it. The Cowboys have two of the best defensive players in the league right now, Parsons and Diggs. Like yeah, like they're on that side of the ball. And okay, so Mike McCarthy is another perfect example of what I was saying before that he has the unfortunate stigma and like social media of being this like garbage head coach. Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. Like, and they're doing it with like that defense is doing it without Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence. Right. Like they're right. they're a good team. And yeah. It's not all on McCarthy's coaching, but yeah. It, no, I mean they're just it, they're, it's they're, playing a part of it. It's <laughs> a good team. But I brought up the linebacker because I think the Jets may have their linebacker, like their op, like their 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 other linebacker, Quincy. Quincy might might. This is. I'm not there yet with him, but the way he's been playing the last few weeks, um, he doesn't really look like he's running around with his head chopped off anymore. And he's starting to like learn um, a lot about how to play the position itself. He He's just been really impressive. He, he's in a very aggressive downhill guy who is really good in, the, in stopping the run game and. You know, you'd love if your linebackers can uh, any linebacker, you know, if you, you, you don't love having them in coverage. Um, but he's he's fast, he's big, and when he hits you, you go down. You know, and, and our big our big knock on him, Connor, has been what I was just saying. He's been looking like he's just running around with his head chopped off and mm-hmm. sometimes he'll land a hit and it'll be a big hit and that'll be it. Uh, but it's starting to seem, and I was watching him like specifically, um, like, I don't know how often you guys do this, but just, you know, instead of watching like the whole play itself, just kind of keying in on one guy and seeing what they're doing. Yeah. He, he's just playing well. He's playing really good football. Uh, he's clearly happy where he is. He's playing with his brother. Um, and they seem to just, you know, have great chemistry together. You saw them with the, the, that's that in unison celebration they had, which was pretty sick. Um, I think they may be good on linebacker. I think the Jets need to go pass rusher opposite Carl. Um, and then you have John Franklin Myers, Carl Lawson, and either Hutchinson or Thibodeau. 
And then you need a defensive back, whether it's Hamilton or um, the the kid out of LSU. I mean, there's gonna a, there's a, there's a Stingley. It, 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 it's uh, Stingley. It's 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 gonna be him. I mean, it, I don't think they're gonna. I would love the irony of taking a safety with the Jamal. <laughs> get me wrong. Like I would. I live for moments like that. <laughs> I I don't I, I don't. I think, think I would you... spontaneously combust if that happened. As much as I love Kyle Hamilton, I think that that would be a lot because. I mean, yeah. we would never we would never hear the end of it. Oh, you traded a, you traded the safety to just draft a safety. Congrats. It's although like, although we didn't like we got we got AVT it right. just blows my fucking mind that the Seahawks traded two first round picks for just, for I, a I fucking box safety who multiple times this season has been like targeted with the on, game on with a game on the line and this <laughs> and he almost did it again this week even though they did they ended up losing anyway that that touchdown that got called back um he was on that coverage and it, it wasn't even like he like was the reason why it got broken up it just the ball kind of like just hit the ground i mean i guess he like made it more difficult for that tight end but i mean he's just not that good he's yeah. just not that good and the, this is the, the, i mean i, I we're back on Jamal. <laughs> We're back on Jamal. Think, we got to get away from it. We got to get away from it, guys. God damn it. Got to get away from it, guys. Got to get away from it. Let's talk about, okay, let's talk about it. How do, we feel the, about, how do we feel about the Eagles on Sunday? That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. How do we feel about the Eagles? I don't, I don't want to talk are you about sure? it. Are you sure that you don't want to talk about them anymore? Well, like, uh, Connor Hughes had, like, a good, like, uh, insult for – Jamal last night. I, you know what? That, no, that'll we, be the last thing. I have no, no, to no, say. no, no. No, we need to bring up the whole thing with DJ last night. We need to. We just need okay. to because that okay. is something that I couldn't get over, and I didn't comment on it uh, on social media because I didn't feel like getting into it with him at all. But um, and I want him to remain following me. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I have nothing against his take at all. Like if, if that's how he act, like if that's how he is, if like, if that's how he wants to be a football fan, so be it. But you have to, you have to understand where we're coming from. Um, I, he's a, th- this guy, he's an athlete. You know, he ran track at, at uh, Louisville. Um, so he like, he, he, he understands the athlete mentality and whatnot. Um, and I guess, and, and he's a beat writer. So like, he's not going to like make things personal, especially as like a Dolphins fan against the Jets. Like he just, why would he care? Right. So like Jets fans getting mad at him. You can get, you can get mad at him. Sure. You know, he's a guy who's covering the team. Um, but I think, I think he needs to understand why Jets fans feel the way they do, you know? And I think that I can speak for a lot of Jets fans because I really dislike Jamal Adams. I think we all really dislike Jamal Adams. Um, so this isn't like a tirade against DJ. It's more of like, this is just, I'm going to, let's try and help him understand. Yes. Because, because you cannot care if a player talks shit about your team and insults your fan base and whatnot. If you don't want to take that personally, honestly, good for you. I'm jealous. You know, (laughs) like I (laughs) I wish I didn't care that much, but you know what? We're fans and we've invested a lot of time, um, I mean, we're doing this fucking podcast like <laughs> like 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 we have invested a ton of of time and effort uh, into this into this organization. 
Um, you know, like, it's, but like at the same time, like I can see where it's, he's coming from because like, I mean, like think about like fever pitch, you know, you've loved the socks your whole life. But have the socks ever loved you back? The socks ever loved you back. <laughs> right. It's like the second fever, t- fever pitch reference. I think I made the it's exact like two weeks, two weeks ago or like last week, but it's true. Like the jets have never loved this back. You know, they haven't loved this back. You know, I, I didn't get the jets job. I wanted this past summer. They fucking rejected me. Right. Like they don't love this back, but we're idiots and we're going to keep on rooting for this franchise. And when a guy who says that he's going to change the culture and he wants to be there for the rest of his career and that he'll, he wants to die on the football field. It is like, like when he, before he even took a, a step on an NFL field, right. He said he would die on the football field and he ingratiates himself with the fan base. He, right? blew, up, he blew up Pat the Patriot at the Pro Bowl. Yes. Like, yeah. He like he, he was he, oh. he was the he was the Jets. He just was. He was everything that we wanted the Jets to be. His mentality, you know. And and it's, when he was with the Jets, he was amazing. I don't know what happened to him since he left, but he was so good for us. Right. You know, he was shutting down Gronk and he was breaking up passes against Edelman and tossing him like a rag doll. And he was really really good. And all of a sudden, he just sucked. I don't know what happened, but but he was he was our guy. This was the guy who was like, all right from LSU like he's boys with like everybody in the league he's gonna like recruit people he wants this team to be great again he he, he really was in the, the embodiment of what we envisioned the, like our vision of what the what we wanted the Jets to be it was a throwback to the Rex year years and the New York sack exchange in the 80s that was what that that, that smash mouth mentality that we really really have missed and then he like does what he did he like is begging the Cowboys He's like, like after games, like going up the players and like being like, yo, like, get me out of here. Like, and you know what? All the more power to you. You can do that if you want, but don't throw it in our faces. We're fans. We support you, man. We supported you. So, I mean, that's my Jamal Adams rant. That's why we feel the way we do about him because he was everything that we wanted this team to be. And then he just kicked us to the curb. And yeah, we're fans. We don't matter, quote unquote. And I'm not going to be the guy who's like, well, we pay the players' salaries. No, we don't. No, we don't. The billionaire owners do. Okay. Woody Johnson pays. Who them. goes to? No he one goes to Jets games. Without my season ticket. What is? Are the, <laughs> they are the will two, move on. They will be okay. Are the two sellout? Are the two sellouts that we have in weeks one and two going to pay for the entirety of the season when no one else shows up the rest of the year? Like, is that is that pl- paying the players' salaries? No. <laughs> Woody Johnson is a billionaire. He's he's the one who's paying for the players, not us. I'm right. not that naive, right? So like, I get it. I get I get it from all angles. But and and DJ's not going to listen to this. <laughs> but <laughs> but but in the off chance he does, man, you just got to understand where we're coming from. Like we just really don't like Jamal Adams because of how he treated the fan base and how he treated the the team that we really care about on the way out. He made a big scene about it, and he was a real asshole about it. And uh, fuck him for that. So yeah, and then he's good. And then, like, he put, like, the one thing I always remember about is, like, after the trade went down, that he, he goes on Instagram Live and he's smoking the cigar and he's dancing and all that sort of stuff. He's, he's just rubbing your nose in it. That's all he was doing. Like, that's, that's what he was doing. 
I have I have been waiting a very long time for a platform to give my true, honest opinions about Jamal Adams. So <laughs> I'll make it brief, but because Je Jesse covered a lot of the points, but I want to cover some that he hasn't. Hold on, real quick, Nick, cut this video. All right, just make sure that we have this and we can we can save this. All right, <laughs> <laughs> cut it and send it to me, and then we'll post it, and Jared will will we'll tag Jamal Adams. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. Wait, you can't see me anyway. I have him blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm private. He's got nothing on me. <laughs> All right. Um, After so, this, we got to wrap up. By the way, because I got yeah. work in like eight minutes. So that's that's good with me. So, um, one, he always talked a big game, and he never he's never done anything in this league to earn it. Never once has he done anything to earn the talk that he gives, and he he plays with his heart on his sleeve. That's the one thing I will never ever ever have against him. Always plays with his heart on his sleeve. He said he wanted to be a Jet for life. Immediately backs out of that. He said he wanted dogs. Joe Douglas went and tried to get him the dogs that he wanted. He went and got Le'Veon Bell. He went and got him C.J. Mosley. It didn't work out. Just because those two, guys don't, those two guys don't work out doesn't mean that this organization isn't behind you. Understand your role. You are not the best defensive player of all time. You're just a strong safety, dude. You are literally, you're an outside linebacker playing strong safety. Like, you're not even this position that you say you are. He's never... Uh, the way he left us was so painful. Was so painful because I, I have multiple tweets I probably never took him down where I say, if Jamal Adams signs the extension, he's probably already in my top five favorite Jets of all time. I bought I mean, his jersey, bro. Like, I brought a black Jets jersey, and it's just... I can't wear it because... I mean, he was, and and then he and then after he left, the reports were. I know it's from you know that weasel MM, but he you know the reports out of the locker room where he just wasn't a leader. Like he would just let assistant coaches deal with stuff. Like everything was basically just an Instagram. He was the Instagram. He was an Instagram model. He was a. He was basically an Instagram model of a defense. He pretended to be a leader. He wasn't. He was just another guy who spoke louder than others. That's all he is. That's all he ever was. And I hope he figures it out. And I hope he understands why he, what he did sucked and why he burned an entire fan base. But this also isn't the NBA. This also, you know, your favorite player leaves your NBA team. You can go root for him pretty much anywhere else. There's 52 guys on this roster. I'll yeah. find someone else to. I'll find someone else to love. Russell Westbrook left the left the Thunder. Great terms. I love Lou. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we will always find another in any sport, but especially and football. when and when Shia, when when Shay leaves, you're gonna love him too, right? A hundred percent. Once he does it on the right terms and doesn't burn us, that's why I still hate KD. I don't uh, care that he did it the wrong way, but that's that's the point. You leave you leave in the right way, and he did not leave in the right way. You do it with class, all right. And on that note, that is all for this week, folks. Um, Thank you so much, Jared, for coming on. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Um, any last words, folks, before we, we go? Go Jets. Are we, are, are we sure that we're not going nine and eight? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> we're sure. We're sure. Cut that. Cut that. All right. Uh, if you want to listen to this podcast, any of the podcasts we've done, or any Gotham Sports Network podcast, you can do so on Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can find Gotham Sports Network at GothamSN.com, or you can find us on Twitter at GothamSN. 
if you want to follow me for some reason, you can do so at Jesse Finver. You can follow Connor where? At the NJ Mick. Why? Because I'm Irish and I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> and Jared, where can they follow you? Anything to plug? Nothing to plug at O underscore my underscore Goss. Uh, I'm protected now, so just follow these two. I wanted to retweet something so bad or send somebody. You, you, you tweeted something and I wanted to send it to my friend and I couldn't because that's, that's, that's the that's the best that's the best promotion you could possibly give me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's it. Jared, thanks again for coming on. Peace. Peace.